You're now listening to Surviving Multiples with your host, Jordan Pettigrew. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to our first episode of Surviving Multiples. I am Jordan Pettigrew, and I am just looking so forward to having you listen to me and joining me each week for a new episode that I hope will be informative and entertaining, something that will just help other moms who are trying to survive the fun and craziness that it is raising multiples. Um, Whether that's multiples that you had all at once, like triplets, twins, um, different higher order births, or maybe you have multiple children in a close age range, my hope is that this will shed some light on what to expect, or maybe just give you a place to kind of feel like you're a part of a community. A community is something I feel like is really lacking in the multiple world for moms. Um, When you do have children, you kind of put yourself on the back burner and you start to really desire community and a sense of belonging, especially with people who have something, um, you know, a commonality. A lot of times, you know, that's just not something we have time for as moms. So I'm hoping that this podcast can act as a kind of community that we can be here for each other in sharing ideas, thoughts funny stories. Um, My desire is to, you know, have other multiple moms join in, give their advice. I'm hoping to interview lots of different people related to the multiples world. Uh, Maybe even some dads can join in, some of the grandmoms. I have several friends who are actually second generation sets of multiples. So I look forward to talking with them and seeing even, you know, what's changed just since their moms had them and then now they have multiples. So I'm looking forward to having guests on here. I bring a education background to this, but I have friends, you know, who are therapists, um, who have lots of different backgrounds that I look forward to getting their take on multiples and just helping us moms be best equipped to raise our multiples. So a little bit about my story, I kind of want to share with you my background, what has led me to start this podcast, where I come from, that kind of thing. So I originally am an educator by trade, and I've worked in the education field in some aspect for, you know, nine, 10 years now. I'm very passionate about education. My degree is in secondary education with an emphasis in history. I um, enjoy being around children, teaching children, you know, just helping develop a love of learning. So now having young children, especially multiples, I joke that I've gone from a secondary education background to now an early childhood education environment. I am currently staying at home, raising my triplets. I also do some online tutoring for some tutoring companies just to try and keep my feet wet and stay in the education field. I hope to someday go back to teaching once my triplets are older, but right now I know that God's calling me to be at home and that this is just a different season in my life. You know, it's one that I won't get back, so I'm really trying to soak in that time raising my children and getting to enjoy teaching them and seeing the fruits of my labor in that way. So coming from an education background, I do bring that aspect into this podcast. So I'll try and hopefully maybe be able to share some ideas with you on, uh, you know, childhood development, you know, education tips and tricks. And if you have questions about that, you know, reach out to me. I love to help others with being advocates for their children. 
I feel like we as parents have to be our children's biggest advocates when it comes to their education. So I have a lot of friends who will reach out to me, you know, with questions or advice in that aspect. And I love to help in that way, that way. I also have a kindergartner as well as my triplets, so I've enjoyed getting to experience his education from a parental role. I contemplated homeschooling my six-year-old and even did some homeschooling with him during the pandemic. We also worked last year as I was getting him ready for kindergarten and toyed with the idea of me homeschooling him trying to get him um, ready for kindergarten and doing some work at home really was eye-opening. I had never really seen myself as a homeschooling parent, but I loved working with him in that aspect. He's just very much a social butterfly, and he really yearned to go to school. And this was really kind of one of my first lessons in, you know, putting something that was my want or my desire for my child to the side to kind of listen to what he was saying. Um, And when he just kept saying to me, you know, mom, I want to go to school. I want to experience those things and being pretty adamant about that. I had to put my wants aside and I'm glad I did because he's really thriving in school. So we are super thankful for that. Um, Shout out to all the teachers out there. You know, I have the utmost respect for you. I taught while I had him as a young child. So I understand that struggle of, you know, being a mom and working and um, just the struggle of being a mom in general. So I've been married for almost nine years now, married my high school sweetheart. Um, Like I said, we have four children. We have Maddox, who is six, and then our triplets are 18 months. We got married back in 2013 and started dating in 2008 and met as sophomores in high school and pretty much has been together ever since. Uh, My husband is um, a great husband, a provider. He really takes care of us. He's a firefighter, so I ha- if I have any fellow firefighter wives out there, shout out. I understand the struggle, you know, of your husband's being gone for 24 hours at a time. And, you know, that's something else kind of unique, um, you know, knowing every third day that I'm going to have the triplets and my six-year-old, you know, by myself for a 24-hour period. So that can be challenging, and that was definitely something that we weren't really planning to be in the equation when we did have the triplets. Um, my husband joined the fire service when they were about eight months old and he loves it. It's something he's super passionate about. And it's, you know, it's important that he's still able to fulfill his passions, even though we do have multiples. So I'll get more into that kind of stuff later and we can talk more about that. But like I said, we've been together since pretty much 2008. We're blessed to have lots of family around, which is huge, you know, bonus, uh, huge bonus with having multiples that we do have lots of people who can help us. Um, I've seen that more, I'd say, have gotten older because when our triplets were born, they were born during a really high RSV flu and COVID season. So we had to be very careful about the help that we did get. So a little more into the why behind this podcast. So everything I do, you know, has a meaning behind it and a why. So I would like you to kind of know looking into this podcast, why are we choosing podcasting? So When I was pregnant with the triplets, I was so thankful that I was having them in a time of, you know, online resources and being able to look and find lots of resources that were geared towards multiples. Um, Unfortunately, most of those resources I found were geared towards twins. And it wasn't that that wasn't helpful, but there were certain things that with triplets that I needed that I knew would not work for twins or, you know, same thing for moms of quadruplets or any other higher order multiples. There's certain things that you need that, you know, other multiples moms may not even think about. So this was, you know, 
something that I was really trying to find a resource for and I couldn't find. So I'm hoping that this podcast will be helpful to moms who are having triplets or higher order multiples or just multiples in general to kind of give you a one-stop shop to find resources that will help you. Like I said, I'd looked online and I found a lot of great resources, but I also had trouble finding things aside from like just a baby list, like with here's a registry that you should use or an Instagram, which were, you know, short clips into people's lives, but it was also just the highlight reels. It wasn't showing me, you know, what it was going to be like at 3 a.m. waking up with three babies who were all hungry and wanting to eat at the same time. So that was something that I was really searching for and really searching for a community also because, you know, it felt very isolating and I didn't know anyone else who had had triplets. So I really want to have something that is truthful and gives you a bigger picture of what to expect, what you need. And I also want this to be interactive, something where you can reach out to me, um, you know, through the website or through the social media platforms and get advice or get help and have us share topics that we want to talk about. So I hope that that's what this can be. This can be a broader and deeper look into what it's like to have multiples and the the daily struggles, the challenges, the celebrations also. And this will definitely be something that can be helpful to anyone who has children. You don't just have to have multiples. Maybe even you're somebody who is a friend of somebody who has multiples or a family member and you want to understand that aspect more. This will be beneficial for you to understand what they're going through and the ways that you can help them. Because I know that when I had multiples, I really didn't know how to ask for help. And a lot of times I leaned on people come in saying, let me help you this way. Let me love you this way. And so if you're someone who knows someone who's having multiples, this would be a great resource for you and for them. Um, so again, this is going to be a deep dive look into what this life is like, and I'm not going to hold back. I hope to, you know, share the, uh, nitty gritty of what it's like having multiples And I just hope that it turns into something that I wish I could have had when I was pregnant or bringing home my triplets. I mean, even now, I wish that I could find something for this for when mine are older. So I'm hoping to interview some friends who have triplets that are older and reach out to them to get their advice on things that they wish I had known. Because I'm hoping to learn from this just like you're learning from it. Like I said, it takes a village with all of us trying to help each other. It's a community and we need that community around us. I think the first uh, thing that I had someone say to me who had other multiples when they found out I was expecting was, I hope you have a tribe that can surround you and wrap their arms around you and just help you. And anybody who has had multiples will tell you that without the help, it would be way more difficult to raise multiples. So I've kind of gone back and forth on points of where um, I have, you know, utilized that help maybe more at one point and less at another. And I think that's just fluid and that's a season. Um, You know, I can definitely say that the times that I do have more help, it's made things run so much smoother. And this has been a challenge for me because I'm a very controlling person and I've had to relinquish a lot of that now that I do have multiples because I can't do everything. So trying to kind of spread out some of my responsibilities and delegate out these things um, is something I've really had to learn and adapt to and to ask for help and, you know, reach out when I do need that help because it's proven to be beneficial for everyone involved. 
I realized that instead of having to think about my desires, you know, I have to think about what is best for my family. And a lot of times that's delegating out some of these tasks of what is best. So that's kind of the why behind the podcast and my hope for it. And like I said, I really want you to let me know what you want to see for this podcast. So the first three episodes, um, I will just kind of put out as an introduction, kind of let you get to see what this is about, kind of get a a starter. But then from there on, I really would love your advice and your input on what you want to hear about, you know, a topic. Um, And, you know, you can message me on our social media. Um, That's going to be surviving multiples. If you're friends with me on my personal page, Miss Jordan Pettigrew on Instagram, then um, you can find that page and I will link the uh, in the show notes the um, URL to our site page for this podcast. Um, We're also going to have a website. So either of those ways are some good ways that you could contact me. Um, And I will also put my email in the show notes. And that way, if you have questions or you have advice or, you know, you want to be a guest, reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. So like I said, each week, I hope you'll let me know what you want to hear, questions you have, topics. Um, One topic I'm really excited to share is raising multiples in small spaces. So we right now are raising our multiples in a uh, three-bedroom, two-bath home, and a lot of times we're tripping over each other, but it's fun, and you know, right now, it's just not the time for us to move. We bought our house uh, before the kind of housing craze, and when we found out we were having multiples, that's when the housing you know, kind of craze was beginning and we were not in the position to move at that point. You know, we were going down one income with me quitting work and we were, you know, adjusting our finances to having multiples. And so that's just something that right now we're doing is raising multiples in a small space. So um, that presents its own challenges. You know, that's something that I would like to talk about. Like I said, finances on a multi- for, for multiples, that's another thing. You know, what is the expense to having triplets? You know, we go through a gallon of milk every day. Uh, when they were on formula, thankfully I was breastfeeding, you know, to help supplement, but they were going through a large can of formula every three days, even with supplemental breast milk. So that's a lot of money, you know? So if you're kind of wondering what that looks like, this is, that's another topic I'd like to explore. So I, when I found out I was having the triplets, decided that I really wanted to document this journey and have a way to remember the uniqueness of this and really use as a testimony to share with others. Um, we are Christians and we believe that, you know, God has blessed us with these children and he has a reason for these children. So I wanted to make sure that this miracle did not go um, unheard. And so when I Um, you know, was pregnant. I was trying to think of how I wanted to document this. And at the time, a blog seemed like the way to do that. Um, You know, now that I have become a mom and I realize, you know, the time that sitting down at the computer takes to write, um, I realized that a podcast was more of the journey that I wanted to take. And I I enjoy listening to podcasts. I don't have a lot of time to read right now. Um, But when I'm, you know, up late at night cleaning up the house, I'll throw in my AirPods, listen to a podcast, or when I'm in the car driving, you know, that's just kind of more of my, um, 
you know, mantra right now is being able to have a podcast to listen to. So that's kind of where this blog idea adapted. But um, the blog post that I did create, you know, I realized that's the start of our podcast is going back and looking at those blogs and kind of looking back at that journey. So I want to share, you know, kind of one of the first ones that I had compiled back when I was not very you know, far along um, in my pregnancy journey. And there was still a lot of, you know, worry about like, what's going to happen? Are we going to make it uh, to viability for these babies? So this kind of next part of this episode is me just kind of sharing with you that post. And this will give you kind of the background of, okay, you know, how did she get these triplets? A lot of people say to me all the time, are they natural? And I love that question because I'm like, of course they're natural. They're babies. They're humans. They're from God. Um, but no, these were spontaneous triplets. So a lot of people ask me that a lot of times, you know, how did you get these triplets? And, um, so that kind of gives you the background on this, another background of like, you know, Hey, you know, when did this happen? When did you find out all of that? I'm going to share right now in this little next segment of this first episode. So again, you know, like I said, many asked me how when we share the news of our triplets. And again, my overwhelming answer is always God. You know, we've, we had prayed for these babies for really two years. Um, And while I was praying for God to expand our family, I prayed that God would use the child that he'd given us to bring glory to his name. And I remember growing up um, wanting twins. I even prayed that God would bless us with twins, but never in a million years did I think we would end up having triplets. Um, I remember having a friend who um, I grew up playing with. And when she found out I was having triplets, she was like, oh my goodness, I remember us playing out front of your house and you, you know, carrying two baby dolls around saying these were your twins. So it's really just kind of neat how God was like preparing a heart for multiples in me. And, you know, I truly believe that these triplets are a miracle. You know, the God of Abraham and Moses who performed all these miracles in biblical times, he still performs miracles. And I believe that these babies are. So I'm hoping that, you know, these, these triplets, their life will bring hope and joy to those around them and allow people to see the miracles that God is still doing. And even just in the 18 months that they've been alive, I've seen so many people touched by them. And even just if it's someone in a grocery store who, you know, they provide a smile to, um, I can't tell you how many times people come up and just tell me, Oh my goodness, you were so blessed. You know, I get a lot of negative comments, but I also get some really sweet ones as well. So, um, I know that people who are listening to this, who, um, you know, maybe on their journey to conceive their miracle baby, um, may be longing for that child. And so I just encourage you to pray about this and to, you know, have faith and to not give up. Like I said, you know, we had tried for two years before we had these miracle triplets. Um, and so there were many times that people would come up to me and they would say, well, when are you going to have another baby? You know, Maddox is getting older. And, you know, I know these questions weren't meant to hurt me. They were meant, you know, just to kind of, you know, just find out when we we're going to have another baby, the excitement around that. But it also was, you know, kind of like a stab in the heart every time. Cause I would want to be like, you know, I really want another baby. It's just not happening. Like I thought it would. So just if, you know, if you're somebody who's going through that, or maybe you're someone who uses that line a lot, um, just know that, you know, sometimes it may not be meant with ill intent, but sometimes it can be hurtful. So 
I finally started to open up to those around us um, about our journey. And I began to ask for prayers as I knew this was a powerful tool in our journey. And I remember one time when I'd said to someone, you know, yeah, we're just, you know, we're praying about having another baby. You know, it's just not really working like we thought. And um, I remember being told that I should be happy that I have at least one child. And I remember this stung very deeply because I am, and I was so thankful for my, my for my son, but that didn't replace the longing for another child. You know, like I said, I'd always longed for a large family. Um, so if you are on this journey and you have a child, but you're wanting another one, it's taking longer than expected. Don't feel guilty for your desires because you're not alone. And I get that. Um, while I was, you know, praying and waiting patiently or trying to wait patiently for God to, you know, answer this prayer, a family member shared a verse with me that brought me comfort while we were waiting. And it's Psalm 113 verse nine. And it says, he settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, while I was waiting for God to provide, you know, our miracle, um, there were many highs and many lows. Uh, 2020 was the year of the pandemic, and that's the year I became pregnant with the triplets. You know, we had seen just, you know, a lot of isolation taking place. And that was really hard when, you know, I was going through something kind of internally that a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing about and, you know, not having a community around me to kind of, you know, help me and encourage me and pray for me. And, but these, but another really, you know, hard part of 2020 was at the beginning of 2020, I had suffered a miscarriage. So these miracle triplets are extra special as they are also our rainbow babies. So after suffering that loss earlier in 2020 and discovering that God was blessing us so abundantly, we couldn't have been more overjoyed. Now, this isn't to say we weren't shocked or scared, but we were absolutely overjoyed by the blessing that God was giving us. So like I said, um, you know, many have asked us to share about how we found out we were having triplets and the huge shock that this posed to Clay and I. Um, so we were super excited when we found out, but we were also, like I said, shocked and kind of needed time to process the information. Um, and for Clay, this took a little bit longer um, because I had already had a sneaking suspicion that I may be carrying more than one baby. So let me start by backing up to begin with. Um, you know, I said I had shared this experience, a loss from earlier this year, and the due date for the baby that we would have like had that we lost was going to be September of 2020. So I remember all year leading up to September, I just was, you know, just dreading the month of September because I kept thinking, you know, here I am like kind of dealing with this loss. I'm dealing with this grief, but what am I going to do when September comes and I don't have a baby? You know, I mean, how am I going to get through this? It's going to kind of reopen all these wounds again. Well, to make matters even more difficult, a few months after our loss, I had found out that my neighbor was expecting a baby and guess what month she was due. And you guessed it, September. So this was a huge challenge for me as, you know, every time I saw her, I thought about the fact that I, you know, should too also be that far along. So it was kind of like I was watching her pregnancy progress and all I could think about was, okay, you know what? Like that's where I would be if I was pregnant. And, you know, I didn't want to be bitter, but it was like seeing women who were pregnant was the challenge for me. It was not the babies or anything like that. It was like seeing the pregnancy part. And um, so 
the one good like part of this, you know, obviously for her that she was having this baby and he's precious. But the one good reminder of this was that every time I would see her, it kind of reminded me to pray to God for his will to be done and for, you know, him to bless our family and just kind of take this hurt and, you know, um, make meaning out of it, make beauty out of it. So I remember praying that God would give us another baby and that he would give us not just one, but two, you know, cause we had the one and then we had lost one. And I had read a blog post from a mom who had had twins after a loss. And she had talked about how all she could think about was that every time she would go to the doctor from that point forward on her charts, it would state that she had been tra- pregnant twice, but she had only had one baby. And anyways, afterwards she ended up later on conceiving twins and so now her chart would always read three pregnancies three babies and she said to her this was God's way of providing her with comfort after that previous loss and this resonated with me so strongly and showed me just how much God did care about our pain and that our pain was not for nothing so fast forward to September 2020 Um, Our neighbor had her baby, and he is precious, and I was so excited for her. But again, there was that little tug at my heart. You know, like I said, I've always heard that God is in the details, but I had no idea how much that was until I got my positive pregnancy test later that month. And I remember taking the test and being so nervous. As you know, I've had so many previous negative pregnancy tests, and, you know, one blessing right away was that when I saw the positive sign, it popped up within 15 seconds. So, you know, that was a huge blessing of reassurance. And I do not think it is any coincidence that God allowed me to conceive these triplets the month that had been, you know, so dreaded for me all year long. So to me, this was as if God was, you know, wrapping his arms around me and just showing me that this was all a part of his plan. So anyone who's experienced a loss will tell you that it changes you know, the following pregnancies, um, with Maddox, my six year old, I was very naive. I was unaware of all the things that could go wrong. And it was very easy to let fear and anxiety creep in. You know, I'm someone who already struggled with worry and fear. And I read something the other day from another mom of multiples who conceived after a loss. And in summary, she stated how the pregnancy following a loss can be full of fear and worry, but you also appreciate the gift and the miracle of it even more. And this rings so true. While it was so easy to complain of nausea and fatigue, and I'm sure Clay will tell you that I I did, it was also so welcomed that time or the second time around. Um, So I truly enjoyed being pregnant, and I never for once wanted to take for granted the miracle that this journey was. So now back to kind of the story of finding out our exciting news. As I stated, um, you know, my test came back really quickly and I wanted to wait to have an ultrasound done until, you know, seven or eight weeks so that we could hopefully see our baby, you know, hear the heartbeat at this point. And, um, you know, leading up to this, I was experiencing, you know, kind of the common symptoms of tired, you know, slightly nauseous. But one thing that was very different than I had remembered from before was my hunger level. And I even remember calling my mom after leaving school one day and telling her, you know, everything I'd had to eat that day. And even after all the things I listed, I was still hungry. And she was like, Jordan, do you think by any chance you're having twins? And my response was, I sure hope so. So like smells were also very triggering to me. You know, I remember talking to a friend and telling her how I could not unload or load my dishwasher. And um, we would laugh about it. And Clay would just tell me, you know, this is your way of like getting out of doing, you know, the chores and unloading the dishwasher. Um, but some of you may understand like who are pregnant, the, the dishwasher has a very unpleasant odor when you are pregnant. 
Um, but anyways, so, you know, leading up to this point, I had also had, um, a friend who I worked with who, um, who had had twins. Uh, and it was funny because we were, we were teachers. And so we were on the same hallway. Our classrooms were, you know, right near each other. Like at one point they were right next to each other, but at this point they were across the hall and she had had twins. Um, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but she had also had experienced a loss prior to having her twins. So that was kind of another way God was like kind of preparing me like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, she had twins. And I remember saying to someone right before I found out, Oh, I would love to have twins. And then I'd had several other people who I worked with who had had twins and had had similar instances. You know, they'd had a loss and then God used that loss and, you know, turned it into beauty from, you know, blessing them with multiples. So anyways, um, you know, I was, I was kind of already like thinking in my head, okay, maybe, you know, there might be a chance, but we didn't have like a, a long list of multiples in our family. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, my mom's a multiple or my grandmother. Um, we didn't even really know of any multiples in our family. So that wasn't really something in my mind that I was like, okay, this could be happening. Um, one thing though was I remember just from the moment that I took that positive pregnancy test, I was praying, you know, God, please, you know, just be with, and I would, in my head, I would say these babies. And I'm like, why do I keep saying babies? And I would kind of like correct myself, like baby. And I remember even like on the way to the appointment, Clay being like, do you think, or what do you, what would, what, what would you do if we walked in and they were more than one baby. You know, we were talking about names. We're like, oh, if we have a girl, like we had all these names picked out. And Clay's like, well, if we have a boy, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, well, what if we have twin boys? And he's like, oh, come on. You know, like we were joking around, never thinking it was actually going to happen. So, um, okay. So I don't want to be one of these people, but I'm going to stop this podcast episode one here so that you will go listen to the second episode. And on that second episode, I'm going to share the continuation of this story of us going to the doctor and finding out about the triplets. So thank you for listening to this first episode. I hope that it's been enjoyable and helpful, and I can't wait to continue sharing our story. So pick back up with me in episode two of Surviving Multiples to find out the rest of our story. Thanks. Have a great day.